I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 131. (laughs) We don't even know what episode we're on. We don't know a goddamn thing. Episode 131. About to have some fun on 131. Gross. If you would like to listen to any of our other 130 episodes, there's a few ways you can do that. Primarily SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. That's where we live. That is where we live. Mm, mostly. It's a developing neighborhood. Yeah. We hope it sticks around. We won't call it Vegan Town. <laughs> we will never call it Vegan Cloud. Uh, but that's where the show is. You can give us a follow on there. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live. Or, or. you'll see a button there that says subscribe. That'll take you to Apple Podcasts. But, I mean, you don't have to use Apple Podcasts. Nope. Whatever you use, Android, Google Play, Stitcher, Reefer, Bedap, Bedazzle, <laughs> Flamiel, <laughs> Flamabble, <laughs> wherever you get your audio content, you can find the Geek Down Podcast. And if you subscribe on your audio player of choice, you know what that means? You know what that means, Caitlin? What does that mean? It means every week you'll hear that magical sound. It'll and, be on the wind. And that means your man's Chauncey Frostilicus the third. <laughs> I really need really to come with like a black historical college. Yes. <laughs> Get I, a routine to announce Chauncey to the world. Absolutely. Or like a, maybe some sort of like uh, brass band. <laughs> like, like a New Orleans yeah. street jam. Yeah. Well, he's an elf. A magical elf. He I rides. Mean, most elves are, but. I mean, yeah. He rides a unicorn pegasus named Philip. Philip's great. <laughs> Philip doing all right? Yeah, he really likes apples. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'll talk about apples in a minute. <laughs> Welcome to the Geek Down Podcast. Are you ready for those flaming hot apple takes? Because they they coming. Oh no! <laughs> Who's ready for apple talk? I'm gripping the mic, I'm gripping the mic like I'm DMX in the Hammerstein Ballroom. It's time to talk about apples. Apples are very important. Philip loves them. It's the season. Philip, Philip, and me are very happy. That's why Chauncey wrote in on the same magical wind as. As the fall. Uh, huh? <laughs> it, it smells like uh, a pumpkin spice latte. Um, it has a crispness to it. Oh, just the air? There are leaves. The wind? There is magic. The distant sound of this is Halloween from <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas plays in the background. Listen, y'all, it's been a smooth, like, 13 degrees around <laughs> Toronto lately. Yep. You know what that's good for? Napping. And wearing jackets. And wearing jackets. Listen. So you can cover your body because you're Listen. ashamed of it. Yes. <laughs> Fall is fat boy stunt season. You want to know when I look my best? Layered. Because <laughs> people can't tell if it's all you or sweaters. <laughs> Which is why I wear so many cardigans. People don't know. <laughs> she's, she's so well dressed, but for God's sake, keep it all on. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> what are we talking about? Society makes us sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we hope to make you happy. If you need a respite from the sadness of society, come holler at us on any of those socials that you have. Socials, social media, not just for making you miserable about current events. No. 
Sometimes there are good things. Sometimes you can get at us on any of the socials. Throw in at GeekDownPod yeah. on there. Probably on it. Mostly Twitter. Yeah. We're there. We got an email. You can use that too. Or we're also on that crusty ass, dingy, found it on the bottom of a dumpster. It's <laughs> just, just, you know, I just got, <laughs> here, here's all you need to know about Facebook where you can find us at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdampod. Last Sunday, mm-hmm. I spoke to my mother for like three hours. Wow. Solid, solid FaceTime. Good, good hang with mom. Yeah. Chit chat, you know, whatever. It wasn't three hours, probably like two hours. Um, but it felt like three hours. <laughs> what? What? No. <laughs> Love you, mom. Stop talking about your impending death. Uh, wow, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Shut up. <laughs> this is all getting cut. Um, and then that evening, I got a friend request from my mom. Uh-huh. Air quotes. Yeah. Which I didn't think much of. And I've had this thing where, like, I don't, for some reason, I don't see my mom's status updates. Right. Like, I'm friends and following with my with my mother. Yeah. But she'll be like, did you see this thing on Facebook? And I will go on every device to her Facebook profile. And it says, post from 2017. You're like, nope. Somebody, somebody's settings are jacked. Mine or hers. If they're mine, I don't know. And if they're hers, she'll never figure it out. Right. Um, She blocked you. No shots. But (laughs) so I thought maybe something snafued. So I just didn't even think of it. I just, boom, at it. Within minutes, a a message, a a DM from my mother, air quotes, Hi, Jordan. How are you? <laughs> well, you know how I am, Mom. You spoke to me for three hours this afternoon. That's what Facebook's like, y'all. That is what Facebook's like. I've had that happen. I was really excited when someone I hadn't talked to for a really long time <laughs> talked to me. And then immediately I got very suspicious and oh, I let them know. You're a Russian bot. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, my, it's, I, you know, it's, they've someone taken it over, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Okay. Talk to you later, talk, then. Talk to you never. Okay, bye. Womp womp. But we're not Russian bots. We're not Russian bots. You can talk to us. We're your friends. We're your pod mom and dad. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Give you PB and J. And if you want to ensure that we can buy the friendship of the people who have fallen out of our lives. And both PB and J. <laughs> Sidebar on that. Oh, it's going to be one of those episodes y'all I can tell already. <laughs> Just they're gonna be like notes and addendums and. Speaking of social media, I put this on social media because I, f- I don't even know if it came up on the show or just in our private lives. And right. you were horrified. Yeah. When I said that, I spent part of my life growing up eating peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> saw saw an article posted it on Twitter from like now this or the raw story or something. Like, yeah. It was a thing. It was a thing. In People Windsor? were on social media talking about Amherstburg? their peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. From Amherstburg. They it were happened. all from Amherstburg. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Amherstburg always draws the, the attention of the, the internet news community. When they eat horrifying food, they do. I'll make you one. <laughs> no. Oh my God, I'm going to make you one. We're going to split a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. Nope. On break. There's so much yep. nope. There's yep. like all the nope. You can eat it. You know what I've got in my bag? Hmm. Nope. <laughs> You can help yourself to as much as you want. You've got all yeah. the nope you, all the so nope you want. Nope. It's unbelievable. I don't have any money, but I got lots of money. nope. <laughs> you, want to, you want to get rid of some of that nope and put some money in there. A couple ways you could do that. Help support this endeavor financially. Because I know you're laughing. Yeah. I know you're listening to us. You're like, these guys, are, these guys are fucking idiots. Well, we are. We, we are do it so stupid. For you. Uh, 
We do it for you. And if you want to say thanks, you can either go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod or cafe. Cafe. Coffee. Cafe. Coffee. Do people buying coffee, Kofi ever hear our podcast? They're just going to be, they're going to take us off the service. Because they think we're making fun of them. Confifi. Confetti. KO-FI.com slash geekdownpod. Not a subscription model. Nope. Sometimes subscription models, commitments make you uncomfortable. I get it. Yeah, because you've got commitment issues. You're a millennial. <laughs> Listen, it's the end of September. I'm checking my account daily because I know that Spotify money's coming out. Yep. Any day now. I'm going to be like, I'm going to you know, I'm, I'm go get some, some McDonald's breakfast. Nope, can't do it. Spotify took all your money. Yep. Just blah, blah. Comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Blam. <laughs> same, same day every month, but you forget every month, and then you're surprised, and then you're mad. We don't want you to be mad. You know, I have it marked on my calendar when stuff comes out, because <laughs> otherwise I have, like, crazy, like, in the middle of work, I just go, like, it's a sweat. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what day of the month is it? <laughs> oh my God, it's Netflix month. It's Netflix day. We don't want you to live with that sort of stress. We want to give no. the control back to you. If you want to support us financially, listen, it's all up to you. KO-FI.com slash GeekdownPod. Three bucks. That's it. Once, twice, five times, once a month, once and never. It's up to you. Whatever you like. We just want to make you comfortable. We just want to take your money however we can. In a nice way, though. <laughs> not, nice way. not as evil as that sounded. We provide a service. Yeah. And I mean, I said that unconvincingly, but yes, we do we provide do. a service and you want us to have an answer when our parents start asking us when we're going to make any money from this. Well, we know the answer and my parents are hippies, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but no, we would, we would like that. And we also want to like do things to improve the show. And my parents are blue collar, so they barely understand how this functions. Yeah. They're, they're like a pood cost. What? <laughs> What's a pood cost? Um, Speaking of what what in the nine hells is a podcast, um, if you're here because of Izzy's airships a la carte, welcome. Oh man, this is a terrible episode for you to come in first time. I don't know. I think it's a good introduction. It's We're pretty crazy, it's pretty, stupid. It's pretty representative of how the show works. It's basically what they came for. <laughs> it's what you came for. Um, and frankly, this week has been so terrible. Just have some stupid. Just have some extra stupid. Yeah. I think everyone needs just to, to be feel relaxed, feel feel like they could be stupid and someone won't drag them in front of, you know, the crowd to be have fruit thrown at them and mocked horribly. You don't want to get yelled at by an entitled middle aged man who looks like a possum, like Or several of them. I'm not talking about anything particular. Nothing in specific. Nope. Look no. up the pulp fiction mashup, it's the only thing that made me happy this week. Huh. So chit chat, how was your weekend, Caitlin? Um, it was great. So far it's been fantastic. You're so you're so fancy today. I know. It's weird. I'm in like I literally look like I just rolled out of a ditch and started coming to do this podcast and you're like all dainty and you have a she has a dress on, y'all. Um, it's a skirt. Uh, okay. And uh it's because Stupid Man has never known and will never know the difference between a dress and a skirt. Oh my god. Um well, first of all, this is a for people who have not encountered us before. Usually I look like a hobo <laughs> when I come here. Or we'd like to play the game hipster or hobo. Mm. Um, it's just always hobo. Always. Always. Um, sometimes it's like gross jeans, but sometimes it's just gross sweatpants. So like always hobo. That's my aesthetic today. Yeah. So Jordan's not used to seeing me anything resembling like a human woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a lizard hobo person. Um, 
and uh, and I'm dressed like this. Look at this possum wandering around, <laughs> my, wandering around my front stoop. Oh, it's Caitlin. Come to do the podcast. Yeah. Why does she look so angry? Oh, no. She doesn't have any makeup on. Stop hissing at me. <laughs> um, but I look this way because I went to high tea with my sister and my cousin. Yes, quiet. Yeah. It was fucking fancy where, where does high tea happen so there's a bunch of places in the city we went to like the super expensive one because it is the most delicious mm-hmm. um the windsor arms you know no okay it's a toronto old timey toronto toronto hotel uh people who stay there are trying to be fancy because it's right like right near Bay station so mm. uh regional talk that's like a really britsy part of toronto the downtown town the downtown um but they do a high tea um, that I've been saving up for for a long time because uh, it's so expensive. Um, and then my sister ended up paying and wouldn't let me give her money and we were doing this game and Madeline was like, oh my God, it's like when um, uh, my mom and your mom try and go out for dinner and I was like, oh, we're becoming our parents. Um, but it was delicious. I'm going to get so sick later. And you have to look somewhat respectable. Gorging on that clotted cream, yo. Oh, I was. And I had like Blah. several different ty- don't don't even like clotted cream is amazing. <laughs> um, I had several different types of uh, petite sandwiches and teas and chocolates and uh, scones. It was amazing. It was everything I wanted it to be. And Madeline and my sister and I laughed and laughed <laughs> like we were fancy ladies. <laughs> yeah. Did you hold cups with your pinkies out? Um, no, but we did have teacups. And I did. I, I was telling them how when um, you have uh, tea with Queen, you're not allowed to tink on your glass, like with your spoon. So you just have to slowly move the tea around without tinking like on your you're glass. You're not allowed? You'll be summarily executed if you tink your cup? I guess. I never had tea with the Queen. Colonialism. Woo! Um... I saw a very funny thing on the internet, which is why we go to the internet. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. And it was all about uh, only Britain could uh, colonize most of the world and then be angry about immigrants. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yep. But high tea, amazing. It was delicious. Uh, if you have lots of extra money because you have a really amazing job and like healthcare and benefits and stuff. <laughs> Number uh, one. Fuck you. Number two. <laughs> go to the Windsor Arms for high tea. It's delicious. Well, all right. Yeah. I'm moving things. Oh, and those look like those look like purchases, Jordan. That ain't all of them. Um, so we mentioned last week. I was thinking of going to the fancy record show. Yeah, the the Cratery Record Exchange. Yes. An update from a query mm. that we had during that discussion last week. Mm-hmm. I am fairly certain I saw four women. Ooh. At least two of them were girlfriends. Oh. Who were promise they'd only have to be there for like 45 minutes hopefully they paid for their entry fees growing much more irritated as the time went on yep you said we go to brunch (laughs) baby just one more bin they're probably getting hangry just one more bin baby um yeah oh man and shouts to dj big jack so i know from all these shows and i see it every show Mm -hmm. like on his instagram story was like ladies come through (laughs) (laughs) there's too many testicles in here right now yeah Oh, yeah, just a energy that did not make me happy to be in. Mm-mm. But I had to go. Had to go because I had to know, Caitlin. And do you know now? Oh, that I could have I could have spent so much fucking money. Yes. At that uh show. you texted me 
or uh, Facebook messaged me yes. and let me know approximately how much money you could have spent, and I was aghast. Oh, I could have spent like three hundred bucks easily. Yeah, that is horrifying. I saw records that like I have not seen in person at this show. Did you breathe on them? Um, I just kind of rubbed them right. and touched them. And the guy was like, "Sir, put that down. You're yeah. causing a scene." And this is why women don't want to come through. Uh, exactly. All, all the men rubbing up against records. Um, <laughs> my favorites are the vendors who like straight up, you know. DGAF, like, right? It's like here's a bag. Yeah, I'm at a table. I literally have a like canvas bag filled with records. Flip through that, nerd. Like, yeah. I'm not setting up boxes. I'm not making this look nice. No, um, you'll take what I give you. So I was going because I knew there were going to be two Japanese fellows there. Yep. Um, sidebar: It's in the distillery district. That's some kind of like you know event space. You know, you want to have your fancy. Wedding reception. I think my ex no, my ex girlfriend did not have her wedding reception there. But I have seen fancy wedding reception. She had it in that area, but not not at this not at this place. Um, near the distillery district in Toronto, but not exactly in it. Mm-hmm. Like kind of adjacent to it. Yeah, the distillery district is kind of off Parliament. Like you yeah. walk down Parliament to get to it. Um, but this venue was actually on Parliament next right. to the pet store. Um, so I got to the distillery and kind of walked down into it and had my phone. And I hear some guy go, you look like a record guy. Oh. Great. <laughs> I mean, Jordan doesn't like talking to people at the best of times. It's literally like just walking down the street and having someone go, Nerd! Great. Just, just, yep. You don't say. <laughs> Ball cap that matched my Jay Dilla t-shirt. Yes, I'm obviously a, <laughs> I'm obviously a record guy. Uh, he was a dealer. Couldn't find the... Couldn't find the venue either. Ah. Um, we just kind of wandered around and, and found it together. Um, I had $60 in my pocket. Yep. Spent every dime. Every last dime. And they had an ATM and it came close, didn't it? Um, no, because oh. I you know, like things like food. Um, uh, you can thing, eat records, thing, can't you? Things like that. <laughs> Some days we feel like trying. <laughs> um, what did we get at this outing? So I got four records. Okay. It's actually pretty good. Uh, nothing over twenty dollars. Excellent. Um, Trump Trumpipulation by Parliament. That got, looks fun. Got the Humpty Dance sample on it. Fantastic. That's why I needed that. What's up, George? That is terrifying. That is terrifying. Yeah. George Clinton, what were you doing with your hair at this era of Parliament? I'm actually curious. Um, actually, was this a promo copy? Sorry, y'all. This was a promo copy. Look at that. That was like five dollars. And then we had to go see our Japanese friends. Of course. This is Yumi Matsutoya. It's just an album cover I know from things. And? This one was all right. I have a bunch of Yumi Matsutoya albums. Um, so, I mean, there's a couple you could write out if you yeah, were. Beautiful were cover. Dope cover. And also, just shouts to, like, Japanese folks are the only ones who use these, like, sealed sleeves. They're nice. And as someone who has a crate of records, like, next to their bed, and I see dust and shit flying into it sometimes, I'm like... Always go with the sealed shit. Um, Epo, it was $10, has a cover of It's a Shame, but yeah. I don't remember who. And the album's called Pump Pump. Uh, it's hot garbage. It's not a good record. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was $10. Did, so, we, did we think it might be a good record? We thought it might be. We didn't check the year. That might have been it. And we know a few other. Ooh, 80. I think this is 86. Whoa. It was a little late. Yeah. I don't go that late. I usually tap out around 84. Yeah. Um, so it's o- it's okay. I need to give it another listen. But first listen was like, there's nothing here. I have a few other Epo 
tracks on my on my computer. But the one that really really drew me. Oh man, Caitlin. Oh, <laughs> fantasy. Is there anything Hiromi Iwasaki fantasy? So seventy eight, I think. My God! Look at that bowl cut. Look at that mushroom cut. Beautiful. Um, this is also one of these records. Oh, I I, I didn't even look at the back. Her sweater, her scarf. What an autumnal, what an autumnal look. It should um, be perfect for right now. It's got a song called Campus Girl. <laughs> this is what happens when you're into this shit. You don't even look at shit. You just buy it. I could not tell you the name of any of these songs. I just bought it. Um, and that's how you geek down, new listeners. That's how it happens. Um, this is one of the records that there's a there's a theme where it's like a radio program. Oh, so like some dude will talk. Like yeah. he's hyping up the songs you're about to hear. Then you hear like three or four songs, and then some dude comes back and starts talking again. Huh. There's a lot of Japanese records that do that. It's odd. It's very strange. But you know what? Maybe they feel that like they need something in between to tie things together. Um, I did have one nice chat with a fellow. I didn't get his name, but he saw me uh, flipping through one dude's bin. We got really amped about Yuji Ono and Lupin the Third soundtracks. Right. He had actually seen Yuji Ono in Japan wow. with his, his Lupintic trio, where all they do is play Lupin music. That's amazing. And I said, I kind of want to punch you in the face right now uh, but i won't because you're nice and just i have such a love-hate relationship with the vibe at events like this because it's like this is so penis and i don't know if you know this about me kate yeah i am not a proponent or an advocate or a dispenser of what one would call big dick energy right so Things like that just make me antsy. So this is like a lot of events that... Um, it's like now you know what women feel like every day of their lives. Um, but it's like a lot of events that we happen to go to where we're we're like interlopers. Ladies mm. are interlopers yes. um, in that environment. Um, and I had never... Uh, I've never had uh, experience where I felt that way. Because I don't go to events. <laughs> like, I've never been to a comic convention. I've never been to Anime North. I've never even been to, like... Like, I mean, the closest we've been to is, like, TCAF. TCAF, But yeah. that's a that's very not, different vibe. Yeah. Um, it's all about, like, inclusive cl- inclusivity um, and is awesome and very, like, family-friendly and people-friendly. Um, and I don't know how I would do being, like, confronted with that. And not even to say that, like, something like the Cratery Record Exchange is not inclusive. It's just not trying to be inclusive. Yeah. Like, all of the events, all of the performers, because this is part of a whole weekend thing that these guys put together. And it is very impressive for the city. If you are a crate digger, if you are into that culture, it is a huge event. I low-key want to get at them to see if they have any of the t-shirts left. Right. Um, Because it just is like... In the same font that, like, dudes in the Bronx would, like, use to make their homemade t-shirts. Right. Um, it just says never enough records on the front. That's fantastic. Um, I low-key want to see if they still, if they have any left. But not a, not a single lady. Um, there was a lady DJing as I left. Yeah. But, like, I didn't know she was going to. They didn't. Announce anything. They didn't announce or... anything. They didn't promote her. And I think it's with any kind of uh, fandom where has been male dominated for a long time. Mm. Um, that, like you said, the energy is just not there. And if sometimes people aren't especially welcome, like people are going out of their way to be like, 
ladies, like yeah. come to this event. Um, then it, it doesn't really happen because you don't, as a woman, I was talking today about that, this during high tea, as a woman, you can't take a chance, right? Because mm. we're always on guard. We don't want to put ourselves in a circumstance where we're going to get like yelled at or belittled or, you know, someone's going to be an asshole. You just, you don't want to take that chance. So yeah. ra- rather be safe than sorry, which is unfortunate because we miss out on a lot of cool things. Yeah, unless your boyfriend drags you to it. And because he promised of, you brunch. Because <laughs> he promised you brunch and you could go to the farmer's market after. Yeah. Um, and pretend oh. like you live somewhere where, like in uh, Gilmore Girls. God, the farmer's market reminds me. Yeah. It's time for hot apple takes, Kate. Oh, yeah, shit. Did you go to the farmer's market? I did not go to the farmer's market. Oh, because there's some ma- really amazing apple fritters. I may go to the farmer's market. Yeah. Because you know what time it is, Kate? You know what time it is? What time is it? It's honey crisp apple season, yo. You have a big thing for honey crisp honey crisp You have a big thing for honey crisp apples. Is this is this new to you? This is new to me. Oh I my god! I don't think you brought it up before, but honey crisp apple is the best apple. Oh, go fuck yourself! Fuck yourself up the ass. No, honey crisp apple is the best apple. Macintosh is the best apple. You are disgusting, and the <laughs> podcast is over. That is it. <laughs> this is where we. This is the this hill is we yeah, I thought it was going to be the good place. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine schism. Yeah, but this apple discussion is clearly what what's is going to tear the podcast apart. Macintosh. Macintosh is like it's a glorified crab apple. It's just what shit. are you talking about? It's the shit you find like my parents had an apple tree and like that they grew macintosh apples which is amazing that is like what i wished when i was a kid because they're delicious garbage they're delicious they're garbage apples. they're unbelievably good and you can put them in pies make tarts out of them you just eat them as they I'm are putting a fucking poll on twitter garbage apple they crunch when you crunch them you know why it's a garbage apple why it's available all the time honey oh crisp apples Two months in the fall, yeah. if you're lucky. That doesn't. That if just, you're lucky, that just makes it like hard to get. That doesn't make it good. I went to the Brickworks in Toronto a couple years ago. Yeah, and like, listen, I'm just on the no frills Honeycrisp now. Yeah, I just saw that they were just loading up the first bushels. <laughs> <laughs> I have the no frills last week and I was like, oh fuck, I spent all my money at the Cratery Record Exchange. I should not be spending $2 a pound on, on Honeycrisp apples. I loaded that the fuck up and I've had one every day and it's been awesome. But I was at the fucking Evergreen Brickworks yeah. a few years ago. Where also you could have a very expensive wedding if you like. Yes. And, you know, farmer's market type thing. Dude had like, you know, have a sample. Have yeah. a sample. It's Honeycrisp apple season. Yeah. Have a sample. Took a took a wedge of what he had on display. I cussed him out. Did you tell him to fuck off? Yes. Like that's I how told the, you to fuck off? I said, how dare you? How fucking dare you just do this to me? Because I, I don't have money to spend on apples. Just this explosive, sweet, juicy sweetness Ugh. in my mouth right no, now. No, I hate when apples are too sweet. It's disgusting. I just, friends, I just... I'm just like... I still love her. I still respect her, but I'm... Like, I don't know. I don't really... Like, now... <laughs> It's not that mutual anymore. I mean, I yeah, for some things, I'm but obviously fucking, not your apple taste. I am slicing one up on the brick and I'm going to eat it right in front of her face. That's which is fine. You can have a good apple, but Macintosh is the best apple. That is just so patently false. You just... Patently false. I just, I don't Red understand. Delicious is the worst apple. Oh, like, God. Red Delicious is terrible. We'll see, we agree on that at least. Okay, but. so we can be friends over how gross Red Delicious <laughs> we can, is. We can rebond over how terrible Red Delicious is. Red Delicious is just, ugh, it's just mushy. Blech. 
There's no taste to it. And sometimes I try to do red. And first of all, why? Like, you're trying to trick me with the name. Yeah. Red Delicious. Some marketing executive was like, how can we market this horrible, horrible product? Suck it, Apple Board. Yeah. We know the truth. We're telling everyone. Apple Farmers of Ontario. If you end up dead in a ditch, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The Apple Mafia. (laughs) (laughs) Avenge my death. I will. But I'll have a Macintosh first. Honeycrisp apples. <laughs> oh, my God. From now, from now to November. Get them now. Uh, oh, my God. Is this going to drop in October? Yeah. October. Best Welcome month. Welcome to October. Welcome to October. All my October babies, my fellow October babies out there. The best month. It's pretty good. Uh, do we have any actual news related to anything? I don't think so. I saw a Doctor Who clip that was great. Uh, that was fun. Uh, people, I go, this happens every once in a while. You just, we've been over this. You just need to watch the shit. Don't read the comments. Don't read the takes. Don't read the thing pieces. There's just too many. Like it's only been one episode and people are like dissecting every second of it. Oh, it already started and. Well, they know they released like a pre, like an episode to where they let people review it, but not review it. Like you couldn't give any details away. Oh, so they've seen it, but it's embargoed. They can't really go into it. Exactly. So they're like just giving their impressions of it. Mm. And like, I I don't, I'm not really going to care what they think, but there's just so much, like my whole Google does this thing where it's like, here, I've collected some news for you. And like, (laughs) All of it was just no Google, like dissecting this one Doctor Who episode that they watched, and I'm just like, guys, give it a rest. You're gonna make the fun stuff not fun anymore because you've all taken it too seriously. It is a show about an alien who rides around in a police box. Yeah, take a deep breath and back away slowly. Anyways, those are my thoughts. That's they, kind of what I They think. made her a girl. Yeah, they're they're just the worst, aren't they? She's getting her vagina all over the TARDIS. She can't be a girl. The doctor isn't a girl. There's not a girl. The, the, the shape-shifting alien can never be a girl. girl. Or a black a, person. can be a Scotsman, but they can't be a girl. Was that controversial? No. He was just <laughs> he was he was the, he was the first like the first one with a Scottish accent. I don't even know which one it was. It's the last one. Capaldi? Yeah. Capaldi Scottish, I guess. Yes, yes. All right. Haven't you... Mm. <laughs> Haven't I what? A, why would I know anything about Doctor <laughs> Who? B, why would I know anything about Peter Capaldi? Because uh, of his epic swearing on the show, that name I can't remember. That I haven't watched? <sighs> the political one, and he's, it's amazing. I'm going to make you watch it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, but I don't know the name of it right now, so you won't be watching that. The Macintosh Apples of political thrillers. <laughs> it's not a thriller. It's a comedy. It's fine. Oh. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, but the swearing was classic, and it's because he has Scottish blood in him. Like, he can bring up the type of string of swear words. It's just inherent to all of us. Well, then I guess we'll just talk about updates. Yeah. A real free-form, fancy-free <laughs> fancy free episode, but... Well, why not? Fuck it. It's what you come for. Um, I don't have it yet, mm-hmm. but it's coming. Yeah. Because I know people you who know bought people? physical copies. Oh, God. And they're going to be done with it soon. Or they already are done with it. Oh. Kate. Yep. I'm going to play Spider-Man soon. I was going to say, it's Spider-Man, isn't it? I'm going to play Spider-Man soon. Finally. So, look forward to that. 
I do. When it thwarts what is the busiest time in my professional <laughs> professional life. Um, as well, I continue taking your advice. Yeah. My, my criminal empire on GTA Online has now expanded to a meth lab. Yeah. <laughs> I am the best at business, especially when it's wrong and bad. It's so much work, though. Yeah, because work is work. God. Do you want to be a billionaire or not? Because I have to steal I have to steal the supply. I played for like an hour this afternoon, maybe two hours. I was maybe ten grand up from when I was where I started. Yeah. So I had to buy supplies for the meth lab. I had to buy I had to, no, I had to steal supplies or buy supplies. I did both because then I got lazy. I had to buy supplies for the meth lab. I had to buy supplies for the Coke. The Coke lockup. This is how businesses work. I had you to, have to have some startup capital. I had to trick out the car I was going to sell. Like, it cost me another 12 grand. Yeah. You sell the car and then the idiots come and start shooting at you when you're trying to deliver the car. And then you're losing money every bullet you take. Hey. I die like 500 times. Hey. Future is bright. <laughs> Spend Keep my, your eye on the prize. Spend money to make money. You got to work, bitch. <laughs> the only other thing... Well... I guess before it should be mentioned that season three of The Good Place started. Yeah. Um, I've seen it. It's delightful. Just the one episode? Yep. I think, did it run for an hour? I can't remember if it ran for an hour or not. But uh, I, can't say, I can't say my favorite joke. But my second favorite joke was the appearance of a throw-off joke of an Australian muffin shop called We Crumb from the Land Down Under. Amazing. That's so good. I told Pops at work that joke and he literally like doubled over laughing. I did not expect it to hit with him as well as it did. He's like, why would you tell me that? I was like, it wasn't really a joke. It, it was, was like, just like in the background. On, yeah. yeah. It's just a thing. Pops loves a good pun. Um, <laughs> Puns are amazing. Highest form of humor. Um, and the only other thing I did this week. Whew, yeah. On Caitlin's recommendation. Uh-huh. Guess who watched all of Jack Ryan this yeah, week? Yeah, you did. Ooh, Krasinski. It is a roller coaster, and I haven't even finished it. It's a it's it's not a great show. No, <laughs> but it's an okay show. It's just fucking fun. It's an okay show. I, I'm really trying to buy him as action guy. I'm trying. I think it's it's a different type of action hero, and that's yeah. not a bad thing. I'm trying. He's I, not a Harrison Ford. Um, no, he's not a Harrison Ford. Does some interesting things that I like. I like that they made the Bunks character his boss, you know, yep. that they made him a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he may have converted while he was, or he converted for his wife that he met while yep. he was in um, Afghanistan. Um, how far are you along? I don't want to spoil anything. I but think I'm like four, five episodes. Okay. Did the drone pilot show up? Yeah. Yet? I'm going to spoil this for you. I have no idea what his story was about or why we care or if he just existed to like fulfill one plot detail and that's why we spend any time with him i don't know i think it's interesting i guess it's interesting but like if he was literally there if his like entire purpose was to pull one lever to get some people out of a situation mm-hmm. then meh, i think that's, it's it's kind of lazy you know what i found really interesting when that storyline showed up i thought this is a better story than collateral like, it's all about, like, the side people and that thing with the dad and the son. Mm. That was, like, heartbreaking. Um, and I was like, there's more collateral in this than collateral. <laughs> uh, I did like that later on in an episode you'll probably get to. We see Suleiman, our villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see him throughout his life. 
right. and kind of, you know, how he turned. Because mm-hmm. um, he did not want to be what he is. Nope. He tried to do the things you're supposed to do, but because of things. circumstances and where he lived, mm-hmm. um, or even as there was a bit they're working with the French police and the it's something i've heard before i even heard it like when they won the world cup and when france won the world cup this year and it's like this french police officer says you know in america you can be an iranian american an afghan american like there are no hyphenates in france no like france you're french or you're not yeah and that's determined basically by if you're white or not yeah um which is what happened at the world cup where it's like hey thank colonialism that you won the world cup because it's all these you know yeah it's all these players of color that won you that. And it's like, no, 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 they're all French. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. ask, ask they're French if, now. Ask them if they feel French. Yeah. Um, so I like that they did stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's a ridiculous show about like chemical oh, warfare. It's and <laughs> ridi- absolutely ridiculous. I watched it all in a week, but yeah, it's fun. Like I said, it's a roller coaster. It's not serious. It's just enjoy the ride. And also, uh, like I said, in, discussing uh iron fist last week Mm -hmm. and as i've said about the good place i love any show that brings me uh beautiful women i did not know existed yep yeah shouts to dina shahabi who plays suleiman's wife that was a lovely scene you had young lady he's talking about where she got naked because he's a boy and i like boobs yep i also like boobs but i could have taken her left it those boobs you could have taken her left yeah i mean I was. You know, I feel, what, you know what I did, Kaylin? I did this. I want a one for one. Krasinski. Oh, no. His ass was blurred. No, no, no. Not asses. You want I'm a, talking penis. You want his dick out. Yeah. You think dick is equal to tits? Yes. Or like at least like butt and like I'd really say, low. I'd say like, yeah. Full ass. Full ass equal to. Full ass and maybe like silhouetted jangling yes like batman <laughs> we want to n- <laughs> shouts to kayam who was very uh, upset we didn't make the joke batawang yeah i mean i'm so sorry kayam it was sitting right there yep um <laughs> yeah i could not i was a little i was surprised by how much nudity was in this show i guess mm. i guess i mean they didn't need it they were just like absolutely oh. absolutely not this nudity was not even abby cornish yeah. got naked in her in her love scene i was like yeah. man that Bezos money will just make everybody take their top off. Yep. Do you want to give me some money, Bezos? I will take my top off immediately. No, they want... I've already talked about it. They want silhouette. Silhouette jangling. <laughs> I would silhouette jang. <laughs> I would let my stuff jangle in silhouette for Bezos money. There you go. Get at they- me, Jeff. <laughs> uh, that is all I watched this week. Um, I finished Iron Fist. Oh, did you? Yes. That could use more nudity. Speak on it. <laughs> you want more nudity from Iron Fist? Yeah. Uh, it just got better and better and better. Really? Yeah. It just like totally got better and better you and are better. going to bat for season two of Iron Fist. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. It was great. Um, everyone knows like Colleen Wing just, there was way more of Colleen, which was what we all wanted, yes. which is what they gave us, which is. Is he fully a supporting character in his own story? Because that's how yeah. it seemed like it was going in the first three. But yeah. Um, dope. Uh, but. At the very end, you know the end credit scene, I, I imagine? No, I don't, but oh, okay. spoil it, it's fine. So one is like, so Colleen, first of all, I didn't know this has like a white fist, oh, yeah? which 
awesome. <laughs> um, and then at the very end, they have like months later, and she's like stopping these robbers, and she has her sword, her katana, mm. and it all glows white. She's like been able to like channel the chi through her sword, which I was like amazing. <laughs> and then they have, and this harkens back to like other comics long ago and history from the comic books um they have danny rand using these guns to channel chi bullets yes it's amazing and i know like someone i was talking to was like oh it was really stupid i was like the whole show is about a magic fist (laughs) the boom fist like and who fought a dragon like the show is a dragon that they didn't have the budget to show you and I just, I think that, like, people need to fucking relax again. I thought it was awesome. I'm like, who doesn't love, like, a long duster um, cowboy, the cowboy duster, and amazing magic guns? Shoot magic bullets. This is, um, this is fantastic. So if you could just, like, do that as, like, a side story while we focus on Colleen Wing being the Iron Fist, we're set. It was great. I don't have the confidence that they'll keep it like that. I feel like there's going to be some sort of like they're going to try to continue to massage Danny as a character and make him more palatable to people. And I think that's and great. Ultimately, he gets it back in the end, but. I, which they have already set up. But I think that that's fine if he improves as an actor and improves as a character, then we're good to go. Um, but I think I think character development for all of them is great um, throughout the the season. So that was awesome. And Walker as a character was awesome. She's Mary, Mary Walker. Oh, Typhoid yeah. Mary. Yeah, Typhoid Mary. She's fantastic. Um, I actually think Alice Eve did a great job at not, like, overdoing the split o- personality. crazying. Yeah. Uh, I think it was really well done. And it was It was just... An, she's just an odd... There's just awesome lady characters this season. Did so. she ever do the face paint? Uh, no. Yeah, that's unfortunate. No. I was like, I mean, she's, she's going to be there for next season. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. It was great. <laughs> Good job, Iron Fist. You get, get some gold stars. Good job, Iron Fist. Caitlin's never been happier to get fisted in her life. Yeah, really. Like, I'm just delighted. I'm delighted with getting Caitlin's fisted. Like, fist me. Yeah. Do it up. Let's fist me again. <laughs> we can't help it. Also, we know we're children. We're children. We're so sorry. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to hear about me watching any more Forensic Files. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we absolutely do not want to hear about you. So how much more forensic files do you have there left? There are seasons. Like, so many seasons. And there's, like, so many episodes in a season. And these episodes are only, like, 20 minutes long. You know what I do? I turn into an old person, and I fall asleep during them. And I have to go back to see who murdered whom, even though you know at the beginning. But, like, I want to know how they caught the guy. It was a footprint this time. Oh, I will say... <laughs> just completely no-selling that. Uh, I will say, I have not had time. So, like, this has been the month where, like... There are up- updates to everything we've ever talked about on the show. Yeah. Like, the third trade of Monstrous came out. Yep. I haven't read it yet. The second volume of My Brother's Husband came out. Haven't read, I haven't read that. read it yet, no. Second volume of Tokyo Toraiba Girls came out. Read that. It was dope. Uh, I, I was going to Second get volume it. of Motor Crush came out. Haven't read that. Right. Um, what the hell else? There was something else. I do not recall. I know the manga of Maiden Abyss... The third one came out, which basically took us to the end of the show. So oh my like, God. when the fourth Maiden Abyss comes out, we are now going to be doing venturing into territory that the show didn't cover. Right. Um, Pop Team Epic is coming out, the manga in English, like in a week. Amazing. Um, it's basically like everything we've ever talked about in the show is like 
advanced. We're here. <laughs> there's, there's too much content. So just take it easy, everybody. Yeah. And then you're probably going to have all these updates in the next couple months, which everyone wants. Yeah, I'll definitely make a more dedicated effort to read some of this shit because there's a ton. Never, never mind. I forgot you're playing Spider-Man, so we will not hear about any of oh, this. Oh, right. You will, only hear, you will only hear about Spider-Man. Yeah. For like months. <sighs> the, the two people who have played Spider-Man who I was at work with last night informed me that um, there's a fast travel option in the game. Ooh. And they're like, why? Because, yeah. Why are you going to hit a button and then cut to the place where you're supposed to be when you can swing through... Sorry. When I said ooh, I thought you meant it was fast travel, like you swing really fast. No, like it's literally like like when you play Skyrim or something. And yeah. it's like instead of riding your horse for a day and a half to... Just like magically get there. To Winterhold, you mm. like hit a button and it load screen and then you're where you're supposed to go. Yeah, That's they put this stupid. into Spider-Man. Why would you ever? No. I mean, thanks, I guess. But why would you ever? You don't even know, guys. Do you? God. God, Insomniac. Anyway, I think that's as good a time as any to take a break. So we'll do that. And when we come back, we'll talk about the things we brought each other. Woo! That's what we do. And welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things we've brought each other. Yep. We have a good one for you this week. I think so. New stuff. New stuff. Not old ass stuff. <laughs> old ass stuff. No, that was, that was September. Oh, the old. In with the new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> October. That's what you think of when you think of October. <laughs> new, new stuff. beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, whether the month uh, is in line with us or not. We have new stuff. But before we get to the new stuff that we brought each other, we have some rules. Yeah, we do. First rule being the rule of three, which is if the thing comes in parts or episodes, um, chapters, we will watch, read, consume three of those things so that the thing gets a chance to become the thing it's trying to become. Got to give it a chance. Yeah. It's like people. You got to give people a chance, except if you're Jordan. Um, you got to give media a chance. Sometimes it takes a bit. I give people a chance. I just make summary judgments very quickly. Yeah, and then give them shade. Um, that was not our, the beginning of our relationship at all. <laughs> <laughs> episode 11, Secret Origins. Go back and listen to that. Oh, good episode. Um, second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. God sakes. Don't mm-hmm. talk about the thing. thing. Just don't do it. Even though you really, really want to, because sometimes it's really hard, and I want to like shout at him over Facebook. So many opinions. Yeah, and for a while there, we were worried when we started the show because we were like, "Are we going to be able to talk to each other anymore? Slash, yell at each other anymore?" Because now we have the show, but we find other things to yell at each so other. So many things to yell at each other about. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All the time. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes it's right for friends, um, <laughs> like apples. Uh, <laughs> speaking Ugh. of which. Speaking of which, can we just say how we have our hot drinks right now? And let me just tell you. Caitlin brought this last week for longtime listeners will remember or remember hot drink. Yep. As being a, a uh, frequent guest on the show. Yeah. It's, uh, it's basically just instant apple cider. Or as I just learned tonight, en français, grog au palm. Amazing. And I can tell you, they probably make it out of Macintosh apples. Probably. Because that's the garbage apple you use. Mm-mm. 
Hot drink is delicious. They would not. Hot drink is fine. <laughs> hot drink is fine. I don't. A, don't, don't make choke it. on boiling hot water, please. And don't throw shade at hot drink. It's not. It's fall. We have an apple issue. Hot drink is fine. Hot drink <laughs> has been has had so much glucose dumped into it it's true. to offset it's true. the god awful sawdust taste of Macintosh apples. Oh, it's so good though. Despite what Jordan says. But like hot drink, we want to give you the hottest of takes. Look at that. Man. <laughs> That's just... It's glorious. Glorious. Um, so we won't talk about the thing we brought each other until we are sitting in front of these microphones. You deserve it. Yeah. You've been a long week. We've been a long week. We all deserve it. We all deserve it. Yeah. And finally, the third rule, which is not a rule at all. It's just a policy. Is that there will be spoilers. There will be. And not just for this. Like, really, if you listen to any show, be prepared for us to be like, oh, we're just going to ruin the end of the show. Because <laughs> we don't really care. We don't care. And yeah. you shouldn't care either. Hey, it's the journey, right? Yeah. But if you do, it was nice that you dropped in. Uh, if you thanks came from Izzy's, for thanks for coming by. Hopefully you liked it. Um, buy more Izzy stuff because they're awesome books. And, uh, and maybe we'll catch you next week. Maybe. Now, for the rest of you. We like to alternate, so we're going to start with the thing that I brought Caitlin. It is a thing I've been trying to give Caitlin for like two weeks, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. She had to call her Audible on Iron Fist. Yeah, and then I even had to like, I was like, oh, remind me. And then I totally forgot. And then when he was like, I said Snagglepuss, I was like, huh? I don't remember this conversation. <laughs> Snagglepuss? What? Uh, you're like, Snagglepuss? What the hell? This is a miniseries from DC Comics slash Hanna-Barbera based on the southern dandy mountain lion. Yeah. Snagglepuss. Now... Before you get into it, mm. I have a couple of questions. Okay. I may not be able to answer them, but... And you might talk about this. So you can tell me to shut up. Um, is this part of this, like, relaunch of a whole bunch of stuff that they're doing? It's part of the same line and has the same writer right. as the Flintstones, which okay. we talked about last year, I think. Yeah. But it's been... Yeah, it's been this weirdo take on the Hanna-Barbera characters that um, DC's been doing for a couple of years now. Weirdo and probably one of the things coming best things coming out of DC. Alarmingly so. Yeah. You would not expect that really to be the wouldn't. case. I have yet to read the Elmer Fudd Batman crossover, but apparently that's kind of amazing too. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, DC Comics has been bought up or just happened to share the parent company mm -hmm. with Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. The Flintstones, Jetsons, a million cartoons you don't remember. The first kind of take on this you will recall was like Space Ghost. And Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, yep. back in the day, because it was just, hey, we own these characters. What can we do with them? Let's do, do something them, interesting. Yeah. And it turns out the people who own the copyrights are like, yeah, go nuts. Yeah, because what are, what are they making with them right now? So we talked about the Flintstones, which was an incredible comic. And you're like, how is that possible? I don't know. It just was. It, and and I'm coming from a place where I, I never enjoyed Flintstones as a kid. Like, it was not part of my Samesies. childhood now it was on tv but i used to get angry because it sucked yeah you just didn't want to watch it yeah and you were like you were taking over precious tv time with this bullshit <laughs> what are these jokes about and, 1960s pop stars that i do not get because i'm eight and i can even tell at eight years old how sexist this is <laughs> um so what writer mark russell did was he basically i guess the the unfairly glib bullet point or elevator pitch is like, it's American Beauty and Bedrock. Yeah. Um, you just had Fred Flintstone, War Vet, 
trying to find his place as the as basically humanity had just come out of a tribal yep and tribal society and was building a civilization yep um he has now returned different artist but he same writer with snagopus mm. um who i guess the best summation if you don't think you know him is heavens to murgatroyd <laughs> um that was a good Snagglepuss. I don't have a ton of familiarity with the character, but this is a much shorter book. Yeah. Uh, only ran six issues, which I think was good. Um, I don't know how far Kate got, but I read the whole thing in like a like an afternoon. I got to three issues. Um, so here's the, here's the very thorough Google Books synopsis of this title, which is actually called The Snagglepuss Chronicles. And I believe it's called Exit Stage Left, The yes. Snagglepuss Chronicles. Um, which apparently, yeah, Exit Stage Left was a Snagglepuss catchphrase, which I didn't even... Wikipedia told me that. After <laughs> Thanks, the Wikipedia. Um, a bold new take on the beloved cartoon comedian from the writer of the Flintstones, drama, comedy, tragedy. For the renowned Southern playwright called Snagglepuss, these are the ingredients that have made him a star of the New York stage and the glittering world that surrounds it. But the year is 1953, and behind the bright lights, darkness is brewing. As Snagglepuss prepares for his next hit play, there's already a target on his back. The Red Scare is in full effect, and the House Un-American Activities Committee is hunting down every last subversive in show business, so far, Snagglepuss has stayed out of their, their spotlight, but Snagglepuss is gay and his enemies are out to destroy him for it. One by one, his best friends are being blackmailed from legends like Lillian Hellman and Dorothy Parker to his fellow Southern gentleman, Huckleberry Hound. Can Snagglepuss's reputation survive the rampage of the right wing long enough for him to stage his next masterpiece? One thing's for sure, the show must go on. Hot off the surprise hit reimagining of the Flintstones, writer Mark Russell joins artist Mike Fian to unleash the fire and fury of his sharp-witted political satire in Exit Stage Left, the Sangapus Chronicles, a powerful look at what it means to be an American, no matter who or what you are. Kind of timely. Yeah, very timely. <laughs> Extremely timely. Very timely. It's like they had a machine that brought them through time, and they were like, this is when we're going to release it, when it's needed most. Uh, so yeah, that's basically what the book is. Yeah. So... Kate, yeah. how are you enjoying this? So enjoying it. <laughs> so enjoying it. I mean, it gives me the anxiety of the Red Scare and the like, <laughs> like, like the, the walls closing in that, and that you feel sort of from all angles. Um, There's a general sense that this is not going to end well for anybody. No. And part of that is, you know, historical knowledge. Um, but they tell, they tell the story very well. Um, it is, uh, well drawn. I hate how Marilyn Monroe is drawn, but that is really my only criticism. And some of the like well-known characters, um, I'm very frustrated with yeah. that. So the Marilyn Monroe thing, Snagglepuss has some of these like, you know, Forrest Gumpian moments. He's a playwright. So, yes. you know, Arthur Miller calls him up at one point. And he's like, like, I need your help. I need your help. Marilyn Monroe is here and her husband, Joe DiMaggio is coming to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, so can you please pretend that you have been with her because everybody knows you're light on your feet. <laughs> and then the call after dealing with Marilyn and the Joe situation is don't you ever do that to me yeah. ever again, which I thought was very good. Um, he does a really amazing job of integrating, um, these, Hanna-Barbera characters into the real world. To an extent that I didn't know how many actually, because I'm not yeah. super familiar with the characters, so like mm -hmm. I didn't know the cop was Quick Draw McGraw. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I don't follow that closely. Yeah. Um, or like the stage manager 
who's a character I remember more from Harvey Birdman. Right. Who was like the the hippo that would always be like, did you get that thing I sent you? <laughs> like, that was his gimmick. Yeah. Um, here he's the stage manager. There's a character named Peter Potamus who I don't think was ever like super developed in the, in mm. the cartoons at all. And just like they just have nice touches of things in the background. Um, I can never remember what it's called, but that famous cafe picture with Marilyn and James Dean and stuff. Right, right. That they in one, which was a riff on an Edward Hopper painting, I think. Yeah, um, um, I think it's called Night Owls or something like that. Yeah, they like pass that cafe. Okay, at one point in the background, up. there's like a ton of background stuff and background characters. Uh, one of the jokes I like is um, there is this like communist newspaper basically and he keeps on the guy keep like is changing the title right, of right, it right, right. uh now we renamed it the parisian <laughs> and it's you know gonna take on all the global conflicts um so i really like that stuff uh by and large like i said I, I did really like the art um the uh storyline of the hound what's his name huckleberry 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 hound uh that was really nice um, but you're like terrified for Huckleberry Hound. Um, you yeah, just he's in a bad place. He got ran out of town, basically, right? Like, yeah. He got so caught, he got caught with a man, and he got caught with a man, and just that. Um, so I know in the ether, in the like society right now in um, Canadian and American society, there's been a big conversation about um, how younger uh, gay and lesbian. Uh, and trans people don't know the history, mm. don't have an appreciation for how difficult mm. it was. Um, and that's, I mean, I can't speak to that at all, right? I'm so far removed from the community. I mean, yeah, samesies, but one yeah. example that I, you know, that you do hear from, from older gay and lesbian people is yeah. their somewhat aversion to the term queer. That, yes. You know, that's just one example. Like, yeah. the kids are like, use it as a term of empowerment. Yeah. But, like, it was a hateful slur for mm-hmm. them coming up, so they kind of bristle against that a little bit. So there's a, yeah. there's a... Or, like, how Pride Parade is, like, it's just a big, crazy party now. Mm. It doesn't have the same feeling as it did. But they've kind of been talking about that since the 80s, right? Yeah. Um, but this is a really interesting way of having very fun, familiar characters talk about a very serious issue. Um, yeah, like, there's a lot of talk about the bar that he goes to and how it was yeah. and how the cops dealt with it because and and you know, sodomy and homosexuality was you know illegal and you could get arrested for it and um how uh snagglepuss he has unfortunately a mentality of it can never happen here mm. right um so he has a cuban lover um who had faced violence it was cuba right Yes. Yeah. Um, face violence in Cuba and is like, you need to be careful. You need to be watching this. And Snagglepuss is very like, oh, I've already been in front of the committee. It's not going to be a big deal. Um, and that's a problematic mentality right now because we haven't had a world war in a while. Mm-hmm. And people forget why we went to war. Um, and sometimes you need a reminder of how people, you know, we're like, oh, it's never going to happen here. We're never going to face that kind of violence. We're never going to face that kind of um, government or government power or lack of power, the taking away of power, right? But it's in, slowly in steps, right? And that's what you kind of see. You see a little bit of the background play of this as well. Um, and then there's bits of history that, like, I didn't even know that I'm like, duh. Uh, when they talk about the crucible, they say they talk about it, like, in 
in how it was a response to the the red scare yeah and i I'm, now i'm like well duh <laughs> but i didn't i didn't realize that right um so yeah and like you say about people you know, not knowing history there's probably a gener there's easily a generation of people who like like i grew up when the cold war was still going around so people Huack and McCarthy yeah. was still a thing that was like mentioned yeah. or that I was, you know, historically aware of. But there's easily a generation that has no idea what that was or why that was. And I was impressed with how the book kind of goes out of its way not to humanize the woman who is like targeting Snagglebus because she's kind of a self loathing monster. Yes. Um, she looks an awful lot like Anne Rand. Yeah, she does in retrospect now that I'm thinking of it. But he at least tries to offer. While absolutely not agreeing with it, offers the rationale. Like, yeah, they had a belief system in place. They thought they mm-hmm. were doing the right thing because communism was terrifying to them and it was going to threaten their way of life. And yeah. they saw all these like revolutions and starvations and murders and in Russia and uh, other places, and saw America as the bastion of, of freedom. And they needed to stamp that out. And one ways they could do that was culture and. So they targeted all of these screenwriters and directors. I mean, this came up when we talked about High Noon, right? Because the yep. screenwriter was was yep. blacklisted. And if you were blacklisted, you were done. Yeah. That that was it from this you know Senate committee that would just call people in and for ask you, demand that you name names and basically snitch yep. on people. Um, and if you didn't, you got blacklisted. Or if you did, you basically damned all your friends to personal and financial ruin. Yeah. Like, and possibly jail time and possibly worse possibly and that is where we find (laughs) snagglepuss yeah which is that's part of it right it's that making something old new again by making it kind of weird and stand out yeah so it's tackling very serious issues Mm -hmm. um probably a grander scale comic than the Flintstones was because the yeah. Flintstones was, you know, dealing with the Flintstones was like revolutionary road, right? It was like mm-hmm. suburban ennui. It was like, yeah. it was like, how do we live when the things that are supposed to bring us happiness are not, yeah. you know, when the two car garage is not doing it for us when this is like looking down at a dark time of history and using silly talking animals to to do it yeah um but yeah i was totally it's one of those things where like i was just waiting for it to show up i knew he was doing this and i even knew like you know it's not a it was not a huge stretch to make snagglepuss gay i mean this was a joke that i thought see i thought he was <laughs> canonically no i don't think i don't think he's ever been acknowledged canonically by hannah barbera right as being gay but no I mean, but i was like yeah he's gay right but i mean a, a a lisping, you know, southern gentleman. Yeah. Uh, in a bolo tie. Why <laughs> do declare? <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. Um, and I even remember, I think it was Huckleberry Hound. I remember a joke from The Simpsons way back when. It was like a spoof of Behind the Music. Mm-hmm. And it was like Behind the Laughter. And it was like, <laughs> on the next Behind the Laughter, Huckleberry Hound. He was just like, I was so gay and I couldn't tell anyone. <laughs> I wonder if that's where it came from. I honestly don't like working Huckleberry Hound into it to that degree. I I honestly wonder if that was like, if that was a you know light bulb moment for him to like filter, tell that story. Because it's like, how do you 
you have these characters, what is your best use with them? Yeah. Basically. And it's kind of like this crazy brainstorming session where you go, it weirdly reminds me, it's not the same, but it weirdly reminds me of, I've been watching, I didn't do this in updates, but I've been watching that show about toys on Amazon. I've watched Like the that, toys yeah. that made us. Yeah. Which is fucking fascinating. Like if you want a good documentary, absolutely fascinating. I've seen the, uh, I watched the Hello Kitty one, the Transformers one. So and... the Transformers one. So they're taking these toys from Japan oh, right, and right, basically right, yeah. being like, take these toys, make backstories for these 23 characters. Yeah, there was no story. I didn't even yeah. realize that at the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, senior correspondent Chris had told me this like ages ago, but just seeing that whole process was fascinating of being like, let's come up with stories for these characters. And they do, they show it in the He-Man and She-Ra toys as well, mm. right? They have these toys. Let's make a story from these toys. And it's kind of the same thing. You have these characters. Let's make a story from these characters. Um which is really fascinating, and and I think he's done a kind of a brilliant job, and it was a really interesting read. And it's even just fascinating how like malleable, malleable these characters have proven to be. Well, they're not very complex to begin with. But like I, I haven't read it yet, but I know there's a there's a future quest, oh. which is like I think the property that like Birdman and Mentok and all those characters that right. I love from Harvey Birdman like. Yeah came from mm -hmm. and you watch harvey birdman and it's by the way like she's already seen it or we would have talked about harvey birdman like you know episode four like i've seen most of it okay yeah um i adore that show i think it's the dumbest most genius thing it, ever made i think it paved the way also for a lot of stuff but that's a whole other that's a whole other story watch harvey birdman if if you haven't um <laughs> Harvey Birdman was the smart early adult show. You know, yeah. The stoners were all watching Aqua Teens. Oh, yeah. and I was watching Aqua Teens too. I'm not going to lie. I was um, not watching Aqua Teens because it was stupid. It was so stupid. Um, but Harvey Birdman was like the smarter one. But yeah, the the graphic novel that features Birdman and Mentok, you know, seems to be a much more darker action oriented mm -hmm. type of show because he was a superhero originally. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I just really like how these characters just lend themselves to these different interpretations by different writers and definitely mark russell i don't he's probably deliberate i think he's like an actual playwright like so i don't think he, yeah i don't think he wants to write batman like i don't think no. i don't think he's in this to like you know helm the next dc crossover i think he just if he has an idea he's i'm sure with i'm sure they're trying to be like have more ideas but <laughs> please he just please. he's in a position where he can just do what he wants to do until he's really interesting bizarre stories with children's cartoon characters yeah it's kind of amazing it is. Yeah. I thought it was dope. Kate thinks it was dope. What's yeah. she giving it on the old kick-a-punch scale? Nine. Nine? Nine. Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid story. It's well-drawn. It's well-written. Um, it's We know how much I love when history is just, like, sprinkled into things. And this is more than a sprinkle, right? It's a mm -hmm. couple spoons of history there. Um, Some dollops. It also is, like you said, very relevant to our times. Like yep. That is something that counts for a lot. Um, and it was entertaining. It's all the things. <laughs> it is all the things. Yeah, it made me soup haps. Soup hap! There you go. Love anything that makes us soup hap. Yeah. Well, that is out in trade form. One trade. It's rare that that ever happens. Um, do not, do not try and get it from the library. There are 23 holds and none of them are available. Oh, word? Yeah. And this is the Toronto library specifically we're I was talking just about, about. I was just about to say, oh, well, I mean, try try that Hoopla app, which yeah. doesn't have a, have a hold system in place. That might mm -hmm. be, might be on there. So the Hoopla app, which is a 
ebook comic service tied to a library. If you have a library card, you can go in the Hoopla app. Yeah. Bang. Right there. Amazing. Read it right now. For zero dollars. Which is the best price. It's our favorite price. Yeah. Libraries, y'all. Great. Libraries. And we do need them. All you stupid politicians think we don't. I'll use it. We'll fight you. Dougie, I swear to God. Oh, we will fight you. I swear to God. You already took back the $15 minimum wage, which I knew was coming, but stay the fuck out of the library. <laughs> he does. Oh, burn. Because <laughs> he's not smart. <laughs> no. He's a buffoon. Moving on. Yeah. That's me. To the thing that Caitlin brought me. Yeah. Um, One of the hot items this this week right now feels like. I feel like I know a lot of people who were, who were checking this out. Yeah. And I kind of just because uh, Jordan gave me something um, relevant and I hadn't been reading any comic books right at the second that I thought he would like. Um, so I was like, hey, this thing I just watched that we watched all the episodes of really quickly that I really enjoyed. Um, maybe he'd enjoy this. Sometimes he likes the children's TV shows I give him and sometimes he does not. Well, I mean, listen, a week like this, half hour children's show was... was just right and that was it i we were watching it and and senior correspondent was like how many minutes is it and i was like 24 to 27 and i was like "Ooh, the sweet spot <laughs> less than 30 minutes mm. my god it's like perfect for jordan um so i'm going to basically just w- read the wikipedia page because they do a really good job that's what we do um the dragon P- prince which is what i gave jordan is an american epic fantasy adventure computer animated television series created for netflix by aaron ahaz and justin richmond um aaron Her- ahaz um he is known for being the head writer and director for um the last avatar um the last airbender that's what I meant. Avatar, uh, the, Avatar the Last Airbender. Avatar the Last Airbender. Um, and there's a... You can you can tell. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that is very yep. similar. Stuff that we like. Um, that Jordan maybe doesn't. Um, also, I need to mention uh, Wikipedia. Can we please uh, maybe use just a couple of words? Not epic fantasy adventure computer animated. Can we just... <laughs> Maybe squeeze that. Maybe an acronym or something. Epic Fantasy was fine. Yeah, Epic Fantasy. Um, and as I mentioned on Netflix, uh, it premiered September 14th, so very, very recently. Yes. Um, and all the episodes are up there, of course. Nine this this go around? Yep, nine, just nine. Um, and it's going to be like a Voltron thing where they come out more frequently in shorter batches? Prob- I'm guessing because there's... F- uh, six elements they might have planned to do like six seasons yeah. um again very similar to uh the last airbender and but that's just a guess like i don't know what the future of the show holds <laughs> but from the ratings it seems it seems like a lot of people are watching it um the series is set in a fantasy world where humans and elves are in conflict Long ago, the humans used dark magic, blood magic. That was my emphasis, not theirs. Um, And were driven off by the dragons and elves to one end of the continent. Now, after humans killed the dragon king and his egg, war is imminent. As forces gather, the elves attempt to assassinate the human king, Harrow, and his heir, the young prince, Ezrin. Among... One among the elves, the young Rayla, along with Ezrin and his brother Callum, discover that the dragon's king, the dragon king's egg, wasn't in fact destroyed. What a twist! But stolen. 
Together, they undertake to return the egg to the dragons to prevent war. But the mage Viren, da, 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 King Harrow's advisor, is intent on war. He seizes power after the king dies in the assassination attempt and sends his children, Claudia and Soren, after the fugitives. So, um, it is very, there are some very, like, classic motifs, uh, elves and humans being at war. Um, it has a fucking awesome dragon king at, like, the beginning and in the intro, like, just one of the coolest dragons I've ever seen. Um, there's lots of fun magic in there. Um, a lot of people don't like the animation style. Well, get to it. That's a a point Um, for discussion. Yeah. Um, I don't mind. I actually think it's fine. But I'm also, like, I was one of those people who could watch a movie if there was, like, a stripe down the screen. So, like, my, you know, what I really want out of things is not the same as others. I just want a really good story. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's it. It's for it's supposed to be for kids, but I'm probably more adults are watching it. Uh, Jordan, what did you think? That's the thing. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be for kids. Yeah. So I found the tone very uneven. Yes. Jarringly so. Okay. You will have this like super intense like discussion about war and implications and the ethics of using dark magic. And then somebody will like be like, no, I don't think that's a thing. Well, it is if I say it is. Can you smell the peanut butter? Like they'll like throw some jokes in there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. I think I I completely agree with that. It's like they're trying to play. They're trying to play both ways, which I get. It's a kid. They're they're trying to do both. Like they want the adult eyeballs they want yeah. this to show up on people's like you know they want to show up on everybody's cue I'm 99% sure. match for Caitlin <laughs> woo um but at the same time they gotta throw in some some larfs for the kids yeah definitely dude can build some worlds like yeah. he's not like I said there's tried and true elements here you know it's mm-hmm. a war with elves but and they're dark elves yeah there are fantasy archetypes being used here but does it in interesting ways I found. You know, yeah. I like I like when Claudia does her little wind spell. I like mm-hmm. how the magic works mm-hmm. so far what I've seen. Yeah. Um I was when I talked to a uh, senior correspondent and I watched it and we talked about that magic and how we like simple magic. Like it doesn't have to be crazy complex mm. stuff with crazy complex explanations. It can be simple and fun and interesting all at the same time. Like draw a rune. Yeah. Cool. Um the kids, the kid gags aren't always terrible. There's a bit where I think when Claudia, the mage's daughter, is like going after them. Yeah. Um, she has, she does some spell that like shines a light out of her face, mm-hmm. out of her face, out of her hand, the palm of her hand. Yeah. And then it like flickers and she like taps on her, smacks her arm like it's a flashlight. And yeah. I was like, that was a fun bit. Yeah. Um, so. But to to go back to it, like, yes, I also found the tone uneven, but I did like the story and I did like some of the visual gags. Mm. Um, and I love the little bulldog lizard thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Greatest animal companion. Yep, yep. Making you look like shit, Alpha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well. What's his name? Bait. Bait, yeah. <laughs> Bait is a great character. <laughs> <laughs> Literally only. <laughs> I also like that he does the bong on Netflix at the start <laughs> yeah. of the episode. <laughs> Um, he just looks. <laughs> you can take any of the tarts. Look at his eyes. He's so innocent. <laughs> Drama, big anime eyes and eyelashes. I'm like, Stupid but funny. Um, yeah, I like the world that's being built. Uh, you are correct about the dragons. They're awesome. Who's in love? Who's in love? A cool looking dragon. Awesome. Um, yeah, the first one that's just like flying around, and then when when thunder shows up in the, in the flashback, 
Don't fuck with him. So I like the world building, and I'm probably going to stay with it because, yo, nine half-hour episodes. Yeah, they're great. Gulp that down. Yeah, if you like, um, need to eat a snack quickly and want to <laughs> watch something, you're good to go. There you go. Um, the animation style. Yeah. Because I heard about that before I saw a frame of the show. Right. Because I even seen, like, I think they've, I think I saw a story that was like, they acknowledged it and they're going to try to do better next season. Yeah. Um, it's not like they made a choice. Mm-hmm. They had the money and they made a deliberate choice to kind of do this painterly type of yeah. animation. I don't know. It, kind it, of, I guess. Like, it's not as fluid as you would expect. No. It doesn't look as, it looks great and still. Yeah. But then once they start moving, it kind of looks a little janky. The action fights were okay. They could have been better. Like, they were better in Avatar. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not... I don't know that, you know, the that the staff has to come out and do this apologia to people who watched it. Being like, yeah. We're so sorry. We'll do better next time. It's a little jarring and maybe not what I was expecting or would have chosen. It's not terrible i'll be interested to see how they adjust it because i hope they don't overcorrect on season two because it's not worth just abandoning this i think just maybe you need to find a way to do it a little more fluidly like i don't listen i know nothing about animation i just know like what looks good and what don't it's very much like the tone of the show it's very uneven i think sometimes it works and it looks fine and then sometimes it doesn't it's like i think they were going for some like you know it reminds me of like, you know, the legend of Princess Kaguya or whatever. Like, you know, it was like the artsy right. Ghibli films, right? Yeah. Um, but they didn't, you know, at the same time, this is supposed to be a kid's show. So you can't get super arty with it. You still have to have some smashy action and yeah, and shoot some lightning bolts and stuff. But it just kind of makes the character sometimes, I guess, soft is the word yeah. I'm looking. Like, yeah, that might be it. Like when you play video games and things feel like they have impact they call it crunchy like this doesn't feel like a very crunchy show <laughs> right to me um it kind of reminds me like with that whole single cell shading was that what it was called or sh- shell- cell shading cell yeah. shading with yeah, like they, link and it was like yes. oh man Zelda! oh that zelda game everyone was freaking out when wind walker wind waker yeah whatever like that. Uh, the one where he was all like had a big head and yeah yeah <laughs> so angry oh nerds yeah so, I mean, that is a little jarring, but I did not think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be based right. on the, like, takes that were in the ether. Um, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's not bad. And, I mean, listen, get ready for another schism on this show coming. Definitely hooked me earlier than Avatar did. <laughs> See, <laughs> one of the things I had hoped for was... <laughs> this would make me appreciate Avatar well, more. No, it would just make me have like another re-entry point to make you make you watch more Avatar, which is probably a thing Listen, I'm going to do in the, December. The revisit episode is coming again. It is. So. It is. So it may just can make you continue watching Se- Avatar. Second chance episode becomes third and fourth chance episode. I think every time we do this, I'm going to make you watch Avatar until you're done, and then you can watch Korra <laughs> because it you have a ridiculous take on it. It's just like so absurd. Almost absurd as the apple take. But not quite. Um, Avatar is the Macintosh apples of animated shows. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, because it's amazing. Um, So, kick punches. What would you give it? Being that it's like not really your thing, but not as bad as you thought. 7.75. 
7.75? I don't think we've ever had a 7.75. 7.5 seems giving it short shrift. Right. Um, but an 8 seems pretty high. 8 seems eight seems inflated. Yeah. So, but it's better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just, it feels like that world has been there for, you know, centuries before mm-hmm. I got there. Right. You know, like that's to me, I always respect that in any any sort of storytelling. If I enter something and it feels like this has been going on since long before I got here and you you don't make that alienating and you make it feel comfortable to a viewer. This show does all of those things uh, really well. And it's an interesting world. I like being in it. Um, Youngest kid is not ang levels of annoying. Aang was not annoying. Aang was annoying. No, he wasn't. And he still Oh, my God. But the cute kid was cute and tiny and cute. Um, And not super annoying. Um, Yeah. Yeah, love love the glow thing. Love that he... Glow toad? Is that what he is? He's a glow toad. Um, Like that Callum, is that our protagonist? Yes. That... Sidebar, where are all the mothers in this show? Is that ever addressed? Not yet. I okay. feel like like there should be like some mother plague that happens. <laughs> Nobody has a mom. No. Um, do we find out who Callum's dad is? No. Or who his parents are? Nope. Okay. Chekhov's missing parents. Well, they have the same, like, Callum's mom, like, Callum's mom is dead, but we have no idea who his father is. Mm. Well, uh, senior correspondent and I have some theories, but we'll go over that later. <laughs> Get those takes off, Mike. Um... Yeah, I like his arc with, you know, discovering that. I also like that it's like magic doesn't seem like something you have to be like born into from a centuries old line of mages. It's just like, you know, yeah. you it's like, are, it's you like are. fixing a car. You can just learn it, right? Yeah. Like, um, so I like his story that that's the role he's going to play. I am interested to see what Kid Kid's role is going to be. Right. Um, and as not as it's Ezran. Ezran, yeah. Ezran. Ezran. Interested to see what his role is going to be or if he's just going to be a liability. And uh, curious to see how, you know, tweeners are what make this shit interesting, right? Which I guess they did with the very obviously was going to turn Scarface from Avatar. Yeah. Um, And what they're going to do with the mages' kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sword Dude and Claudia. Yeah, Sword Dude. Sorin. 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 (laughs) So closer than I thought. Sorin. Interesting to see how that's going to play out because our father is obviously turning, yep, turning hard towards. He's having a heel turn, um, which we know we love. Um, uh, and Claudia, you know, dabbling and willing to go into dark magic too. Yep. Uh, so is she going to have a? She going to be our Kylo Ren? Is she going to go all villainous over the course of the episodes? I'm curious enough. Curious enough for 24 minutes an episode to keep on going. See how that's going. And go. how many episodes did you watch? I watched three. I watched okay. three, but I mean, I had a little time this afternoon and I was like on the fence about what, like I knew yeah. I, was, I was going to watch another, at least another one. I just didn't have time this it, afternoon. It does get better. It, gets, it better. gets better. There you go. Well, we'll see about that next week after I've watched some more. Yeah. Unless, you know, Spider-Man. Unless Spider-Man. Everything this week has an asterisk on it. Yeah. Shaped like a spider. <laughs> Interesting. In case, Spider-Man. In case, Spider-Man. Well, friends, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah. Thanks so much for hanging. If you have any takes, if you want to get in on the great Apple War of 2018, 
please do so. Please do so. Because we know I'm right. And he's so wrong. And you'll send me a DM because you don't want to hurt her feelings. And that's fair. I accept that. You know what else I got my back? <laughs> Shut your fucking face. <laughs> a little bit of that. And also some nope. Some more nope. Some more. How much nope do you have in there? So much. It's my so heavy. God, it's like an infinite supply. She has a veritable cornucopia of nope. Yep. All the nope just for you. Right <laughs> in your face. You can have it after your apple crisps. Or honey crisp or whatever they're called. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare disrespect. Like you don't know their name. How dare you. I don't know her. No, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know who is that. <sighs> if you want to DM me support for honey crisp apples because you don't want to hurt her feelings. I understand. But if you want to yell at, yell at him on Twitter, please do so. At Geek Down Pod or any social media. You can come to the other one, but we're probably not going to notice it. And you never notice it. Listen, I see the numbers. This we post know. Has, This post has reached 35 people. <laughs> I know how it works. I researched. The, when should you post on Facebook? And then I post it there and it's like, it's reached 35 people because none of you are on there anymore. No. But that's fine. But if, you're, if you've literally read everything else on the internet and you want to swing through, you can do that at www.facebook.com forward slash pod. That's where we be. And yep. this is where we will be next week with more hot takes of probably newish stuff. Just keep it newish for a little, a little while longer. Yeah. I got we, one. we know how much you love those old country westerns, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I got some old shit in the queue for, for Halloween week. So, Ooh. so I mean, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep that in mind, but we'll try to keep it. We'll try to keep it hot and fresh for you going forward through yeah. the month. Thank you so much for joining us, friends, as you do every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And like me, everyone should give blood because it's in you to give. (laughs) We'll see you next week.